Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. Welcome to This Week in the State Line. I'm your host, Steve Summers. We're talking everything today. We start off with Donut Talk. Let's say good morning to Adam Alwanger from the Boone County Fire District 2 Department. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Good morning, Steve. Doing great. How are you? I am jacked up like pretty much most people in the state line that we, even though there's a pandemic, will still be able to enjoy the Boone County Fire District 2 donuts from the Donut Hut at the fairgrounds, correct? That is correct. We will be making donuts fresh for two days only this year. At the Boone County Fair. That's amazing. So how did this brainchild come up? Because obviously everybody knows that the fairs have all been canceled, and that was it. Nobody else. That's it. So how did you come up with the idea, Adam? Well, just because of the pandemic um, doesn't mean that the fire department doesn't have needs. And a lot of the money that the firemen raise goes towards equipment. Uh, We just got a brand new, not a brand new, but a new to us used ladder truck. And we've moved equipment over from other rigs to put on this ladder truck and there's still more stuff we can buy. Um, so we do our yearly budget and we're like, we're not sure how much money we're going to be having for this next year. So we just kind of decided, Hey, we need to sell donuts. So let's figure it out. <laughs> That's like a highlight for a lot of people about the fair anyhow. So, you know, small minded as that may be still, you're going to be able to get your donuts. So how's this going to work now? So we've got a Facebook page for our Firemen's Association. It is Boone County Fire District Number 2 Firefighters Association. And on that page, we've got an event made. And it is called Famous Firefighters Donuts, August 8th and 9th, 2020. And if you can't find that page, the fire department itself has a page, Boone County Fire Protection District Number 2. We also have a link on that Facebook page as well. And if you go to the Famous Firefighter Donuts page for the event, there is a website link you can click on. And the website link is, let me pull it up here. I'm looking at my computer while I'm talking. I, I, just, I can't talk. I'm drooling, so I'm just going to let you do all the work. So there's it's a picture. It's our association picture with a bulldog with a donut in his mouth because, you know, <laughs> even, the, even the fire department eats the donuts. Uh, BCFD2 Donuts dot square dot site that is the website you go to because our hopes is we pre-order sell these and prepay and then we know how many we're supposed to make um so you click on that website prepay and reserve your pickup time and how many you want so it's there's gonna be three choices this year a full dozen box delivered right into your passenger door of your vehicle because you're going to drive right past the fireman's donut donut stand Right. You can get white frosting with sprinkles, chocolate frosting with sprinkles, or cinnamon sugar. Those are the choices, but you can buy a box. How much is a box now? We're still keeping the price at $10 a dozen. Which is been. That's what we're going to do. We're not price gouging during this pandemic. And you are making them fresh right there at the Donut Hut, boxing them in and getting them out. Yes. So the the times are going to be from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and we're going to start in the wee early hours of the morning making donuts, getting ready for that first 11 o'clock pickup time. Now, all the guidelines from the Boone County Health Department are being followed, and actually they signed off on this deal as well. Before we even could present this to the Boone County Fair Board, because the, the, the property belongs to the fair, the, right. the, the Granges of Boone County, right. before we could present the idea to them, they re- required us to go to the Boone County Health Department, and we had guidelines we had to meet, we had 
Um, you know, there cannot be more than 10 people in the donut stand at a time. Uh, there's, you know, it's, it's all laid out. These are the rules we have to follow to make the donuts for everybody this year. Well, I can see why you have to start early. If there's only 10 people in that hut, yeah, you got to start early. (laughs) Yep. That doesn't mean that we can't have everybody outside. We're going to have people directing traffic. Um, Our women's auxiliary, the wives, the girlfriends, the, the, the daughters and children of the firefighters, they're great. They support us every way. They are going to be at the gate where we're entering, and we're entering off McKinley Avenue, the backside of the fairgrounds, entering in through Gate 5, and the women have these little magic squares to take people's money if people don't prepay. Right. And they're going to they're gonna help us out. And the reason they're back there taking money is because there is a grab-and-go time for people that don't prepay. We're hoping everybody prepays, but if you don't prepay from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., we will have an hour grab-and-go. Pay for your donuts right there and come through and get your donuts. This has the makings to be one of the biggest fundraisers in a long time. Well, we do normally do pretty well for ourselves. Last year, one of our largest purchases for the firemen to give to the district, there's a set of battery-powered extrication tools called hydraulics. And in combination with a grant and uh, some money from the taxpayers, in the firemen, we bought the set of hydraulics to the tune of over $30,000 is what we spent on these tools. All for so donuts. That's crazy good. So, again, yeah. the dates, again, August 8th and 9th. August 8th and 9th, yes. And that, that those are what? I can't see my calendar. Is that a Friday, Saturday? It's a, it's a Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Saturday, Boone County Sunday. Fairgrounds. Again, the websites to pre-order your donuts. It's bcfd 2 dot square dot site uh, bcfd2 donuts dot square dot site great and of course we'll have that all on our social medias as well uh this is going to be crazy good so if you have any questions uh call the fire department correct <laughs> we've we've got a website uh okay. our facebook page and the like i said the women's auxiliary they do the, your light your light your fire 5k every correct. year yes well they're using their light your fire 5k dot uh, gmail right dot com their their email address if you have any questions it's all on our facebook pages um there's going to be adding in the shoppers this week everything is on there um so yeah look us up on facebook uh and if you got any questions i'm Brilliant. sure steve you, you're going to get inundated inundated with phone calls at the radio station I hope so. I love those donuts. They are the best. Uh, One of the highlights of the fair, and a lot of people thought, well, guess we won't have donuts this year, and now that dream is coming true. So thank you for providing that. As a little bonus, the Women's Auxiliary, they're also selling T-shirts at the the little place where they're going to be taking money. Really? And it's a fire in your hole T-shirt, and you can get them in red (laughs) and blue. And those are also available on our pre-ordered website the bcfd2donuts.square.site. You can order those ahead online as well. Oh, my gosh. Well, we will be watching for all this, and uh, you'll be getting a word as we get closer to August 8th and 9th. But thank you for uh, doing all the paperwork, all the legwork, getting all the approvals from the health department, the fair board, everything. We are a go for Fireman's Donuts, Boone County Fire District 2 Donuts. Thank you so much, Adam, for uh, checking in with us. Thank you, Steve, very much. We appreciate all you do to help support us. This weekend, the state line will continue in a moment. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. 
Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. While I was lying in an army hospital in Germany, my parents got a letter that said I had 48 hours to live. They even sent a flag to put on my coffin. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I left the military with a traumatic brain injury. And when I got home, I fought depression, anxiety, and alcohol and had nothing to look forward to. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. With DAV's help, my world changed 100%. I was able to build a new life for myself. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. I'm Adam Greathouse, Army veteran. But there are more victories to be won. My victory is just feeling alive and experiencing life. Adam Greathouse, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Good morning. It's Steve Summers. We're talking to Sierra Kellen of the Family Peace Center, the brand new Family Peace Center that just opened up. Good morning, Sierra. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad that we have a place now to go, the Family Peace Center, for those who are in troubling situations. So why don't we just open up the field to you, Sierra? Tell us where is the Family Peace Center and what's the purpose of the building? Awesome. Yeah, so we are located in downtown Rockford, right across from the Coronado Performing Arts Center. We're at 315 North Main Street in Rockford, uh, and we can be reached at 779-348-7600. And we serve survivors of domestic violence, sexual violence, child abuse, elder abuse, and trafficking. The idea is a one-stop shop uh, to get all of the services that a survivor and their family might need uh, to get back on their feet, to get safe, um, and to have some hope. So uh, we have a variety of service providers that are working from the center, everyone from counselors and advocates to attorneys, prosecutors, law enforcement officers, uh, kind of everything you can imagine uh, so that we can uh, really help survivors uh, get what they need to be safe. I imagine a ton of counselors, too. Is that all like uh, they're volunteering their times? So we're working with a lot of nonprofit agencies that already provide these great services in the community. They're just relocating some of their staff into the Family Peace Center so that we can all do a coordinated effort uh, to serve the survivor and their family. All right. I imagine with the pandemic, the numbers are staggering, getting higher every day, too. Yes, absolutely. I think the the pandemic has put strain on everyone, economically speaking, uh, certainly everyone's mental health uh, with kind of uncertain times. And so we have seen an an increase across the country in domestic violence. Um, And, you know, for many survivors, if they're at home and the abusive person is also in the home with them, that's a very um, unsafe environment. And so um, during the age of of COVID, we are providing virtual services um, so we can do phone calls, we can do Zoom calls with survivors. But if that's not a safe option, they're welcome to schedule an appointment to come down to the center. We'll mask and we'll keep a safe social distance, um, sanitize, temperature check, all those good things uh, to, to prioritize people's health but also serve them in a safe place. We are talking to Sierra from the Family Peace Center. So if I'm a victim of domestic violence, 
Uh, do I have to have insurance or do I just call or show up? Nope, you don't need insurance. Uh, majority of our services are at no cost. The couple organizations that might do a fee-for-service um, are working with us in order to, to provide services to everyone who needs it. So um, you don't need insurance to come here. It won't cost you anything. Um, feel free to give us a call, and then we'll assess the situation and connect the survivor to uh, the agencies or the um, services that they need. So if I suspect I know someone who is being abused, how do, do I turn them in, or do they have to step forward themselves? It's really up to the survivor. Uh, we want everything to be survivor-driven. So um, if you know somebody or have someone you care about that's experiencing domestic violence, you can call. If you just need uh, some advice from somebody about how to have that conversation, how to support that person, and if you have that conversation with your, your friend or loved one who's experiencing domestic violence, you can call with them if that's what they would like to do um, as a support person, and we'll help you all navigate uh, kind of next steps. All right, again, one more time. Where's this building located at the Family Peace Center? The Family Peace Center is located right across from the Coronado Performing Arts Center at 315 North Main Street in Rockford. Now, some people would say that's a parking lot. That's where that parking ramp is. That's right. So actually on the back side of that parking lot on Wyman Street, you can come right in and park at no cost. And then we're right on ground level on Main Street. So not the tall Supply Corps building, but on the other side of the parking garage, it's a first floor space. Um, and our door is right on Main Street, the corner of North Main and Park Avenue. All right. So that building was uh, donated or secured by the city. There were a lot of contractors that made this place very, very uh, peaceful. That's right, yeah. So we uh, partnered with many businesses and organizations in the community. The trades have donated all the labor to renovate the space. The north end of our building is uh, being outfitted with a reception space, two intake rooms, uh, one of our partner agencies' counseling room, a child care space, a teen space, and a living room space that will sort of serve as a waiting area. And then in evening hours, we'll offer classes and support groups in that space as well. Sounds just amazing. Uh, Family Peace Centers, are you familiar of having such facilities in other cities in our country, or is Rockford, like, trailblazing here? Yeah, so we're the first in Illinois, but the model actually was developed out of San Diego back in 2002, and there's about 130 centers across the country. Uh, The nearest one to us is in Milwaukee, and they've provided us a lot of support along the way in terms of our planning and development of the center. Uh, So we're really excited to be able to offer one in Illinois. And this hasn't been open very long. It's been open for just over a week or so, correct? That's correct. So we started taking calls on Monday, um, and so we've been able to help several folks uh, with services and um, making sure that they can stay safe um, in their situation, and uh, we look forward to continuing to serve more. Were you surprised how quickly people responded to the Family Peace Center? You know, we've been talking with the community. We've done many community listening sessions. We've reached out to talk directly with survivors who have experienced domestic violence in the past, and all of them said, open as soon as you can. This would have made such a difference if it were around when I was in my situation. And so uh, we really wanted to do this as quickly as possible and as well as possible. So, you know, in some ways I've been surprised by the diversity of needs that have come uh, to our phone lines. But at the same time, we knew that survivors were waiting for us to open. And so that first day, uh, the phone, the first phone call came in at 8.01 a.m. So we knew folks were waiting uh, to get services. Unbelievable. What a blessing for our community. So the Family Peace Center right across from the Coronado. Uh, best way to get a hold of you if I'm in need is by the phone or just walking in? Yep. So you can call us at 
7600. 7600. Thank you so much for your time, Sierra. And uh, gosh, I hate to say it. I hope you have a wonderful business, but I'd, I'd rather see it close. But at least we have a place to go now. Absolutely. Yeah, we always say our goal is to work ourselves out of a job, but as long as there's need, we'll be here. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, thank you so much, Sierra, and have a great day. Thank you. This weekend, the state line continues in a moment. This is our daughter, Emmy. She was such a bright light in our lives. When she was just 19 months old, we lost her to drowning. I'm Bodie Miller, and this is my wife, Morgan. Emmy drowned in a pool at a neighbor's house. She slipped out the back door, and in the space of minutes, she was gone. Drowning is the single leading cause of death in children ages 1 to 4. We believe it should be the number one thing parents think about when it comes to safety. Drowning is preventable. This is urgent. Please talk with your pediatrician about how to keep your child safe. The National Runaway Safe Line helps keep America's runaway, homeless, and at-risk youth safe and off the streets. If you or someone you know is ready to return home and is between the ages of 12 and 21, the National Runaway Safe Line, in partnership with Greyhound, can help. The Home Free Program reunites youth with their family or guardian or to another safe living arrangement through a free bus ticket home. For more information, visit 1-800-RUNAWAY.org. To buy your home, you became a house-hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier hound chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. This weekend, the state line, it's our tradition to talk to Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks so much for having me on again. I have to say, I enjoyed watching your virtual City of Rockford government economic council, I guess if you'll call it the council of all the big heads talking about the economy. Yeah, we had, uh, we, as you know, Steve, we've been really working hard to still connect with citizens during the pandemic. It was either our fourth or fifth town hall, members of our community and economic development team talking about the city of Rockford's economic development accomplishments, some of our struggles, and uh, kind of our philosophy. It seemed very informative and um, a good panel, good mixture of panelists. You know, it was really good. So we had uh, Jonathan Bell, who's our economic development and diversity procurement coordinator. We had, uh, so just for Jonathan, he's really working with a lot of our smaller businesses, our entrepreneurs with a focus on women and minorities. He's really that lead point of contact for new businesses uh, that want to start up. Then uh, we also talked to Robert Wilmy, who is our Brownfields manager. Robert uh, has a Rob just has a tremendous background, and when you think about brownfields, a lot of people just think about, you know, uh, land that's been contaminated, but obviously 
one of our biggest wins is a UW Sports Factory uh, that once was manufacturing building. So hearing from him was great, and we have hundreds of parcels in our community that are brownfields. And then we had uh, Carl Franzen, who's really the leader of the Community and Economic Development Department. And Carl's just done a great job of getting our messages out and really working hard to attract and retain businesses. And the great thing about it being virtual is you can see that entire video on the website, the Facebook page, actually, for City of Rockford, which is an awesome place to find all these videos. You certainly can, and since we're talking about Town Hall, Steve, we do have our next Town Hall scheduled already, and that's August 11th, and this one impacts every single citizen of Rockford. This is uh, about the work that we're doing in our neighborhoods, and I am really excited to have this Town Hall. Uh, I think how go our neighborhoods, how is how goes uh, the city of Rockford. So we have invested a lot in our neighborhoods and really been uh, developing creative programs and initiatives to tackle some of our biggest challenges in our neighborhoods. So I'm excited for citizens to hear about that. All right, so that'll be coming up again. The dates for that town hall? August 11th at 5.30 p.m., and they can check it out uh, live, or as you just mentioned, you can always uh, check them out at the City of Rockford's Facebook page. Beautiful. And then this week, the uh, governor announced a bazillion-dollar upgrade on roads and bridges. I'm hoping that uh, you have somebody's ear and getting a lot of words in. Yeah, so he uh, definitely has been announcing uh, huge dollars amounts when it comes to uh, repairs for roads and for bridges. Uh, So we are actively and aggressively advocating for City of Rockford projects and uh, have also filed for a number of grants for projects, as we've actually discussed in uh, in talks past. So, yes, we are uh, very active in those conversations. Which is great. Good to hear. So uh, we need our weekly update on COVID. I know there's some testing changes. There's going to be a, uh, a mobile testing unit. Can you describe that a little bit for us? Absolutely. So first, I, I'll take a step back before I talk about the mobile. Uh, one is... Uh, right now, we have more than 3,300 cases in Winnebago County. Also, really, uh, really sad news and tragic news. Yesterday, we surpassed 100 deaths. We are now at 106 deaths uh, due to COVID. And I know when you hear numbers, that some of us just you hear number after number after number, uh, and you just think that they're numbers on a spreadsheet. But obviously, Steve, uh, we both know. These are friends, they're family members, they're coworkers, they're colleagues, they're teachers. Uh, it's really hard to think that we've now lost more than 100 folks in just a few short months from this virus. So my thoughts and prayers go out to their family, and this is still very real and alive right here in our own community. Uh, but you mentioned about the mobile testing. So uh, there's no hiding it that... Uh, There's communities uh, across our city and there's communities across the country who have been disproportionately hit by uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic. And so uh, what we have been trying to do is make sure that access to tests are as accessible as possible. And one way to do this is to leverage our partnerships and resources to create kind of pop-up mobile testing sites. So uh, right now there's about 10 different sites that they'll be going out to. uh, And over the next two weeks, they started just a couple days ago, and we'll go through next week. And then we're working already on a third week of uh, mobile pop-up testing sites because we we don't want transportation to be a barrier, and we know that cost is not a barrier to getting a test because we have already allowed those tests uh, are free of charge. 
Right. And those would be open certain hours, or would they be open evenings? We do, and they are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sorry about that. They are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and they're all over the county, quite honestly. Uh, they're at the housing, uh, Winnebago County Housing Authority, Rockford Housing Authority, uh, Mendelssohn Club parking lot, South Beloit, La Chiquita uh, Foods down on South Main. Uh, they're really St. Bernadette Catholic uh, Church, uh, and then uh, Rockford Housing Authority out at uh, South Newtown. So they are all over uh, the county just trying to reach as many hard-to-reach populations and make sure that these tests are available and accessible. And I just want to make sure everybody knows these are clearly marked mobile testing units, not just somebody's trunk of a car opened up. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yes, this is not uh, Tom and Steve going out to a parking lot and saying, hey, we'll give you a test for COVID. These are clearly marked. uh, They're incredibly uh, well-staffed with uh, wonderful professionals. And so uh, we're fortunate with the partnerships that we've had to be able to bring this to our community. And and these are in addition to the Auburn High School and the UIC locations? They are in addition to the UIC and Auburn High School, which are still open. Uh, I will note uh, that soon in several weeks, uh, our kids begin to go back to school, potentially. And uh, as they do, uh, obviously, Auburn site's going to have to be moved. So they are already in discussions of finding a new location for that site. And uh, two last things. One, about the uh, Community Action Agency of Winnebago and Boone County. They're looking for uh, youth, young youth at risk. Youth, I guess, uh, a great competition, right? A program. Easy for me to say. It's a program. It's a a competition. Yes. So we do have uh, funds available for programs to address at-risk youth in our community. And we need these programs uh, that address at-risk youth from low-income neighborhoods who are between the ages of 9 and 19 years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we need innovative programs, and there will be a grant award uh, to the to the winning program. Beautiful. And you can find out more through the City of Rockford Facebook page or through the uh, website for City of Rockford, correct? You certainly can. Yep. Uh, you Great. can even go to my Facebook page. You can go to the City of Rockford Facebook page or the City of Rockford uh, website. Great. And finally, I know that uh, 815 Day is coming up in the news. We're talking about if you're planning an outdoor event, uh, of course, with social distancing in mind, they should contact the city. Can you explain what you're looking for and what kind of ideas you're thinking? So we really are looking for any event uh, that honors our community, that brings people together, and that's unique. So we just want to make sure that if you're putting on an event on August uh, 15th, that we can help promote that event for you. Uh, And we're hoping that we've had tremendous uh, last couple of years of events, and it was growing and growing. I have a feeling this year may not you know, surpassed last year's, obviously, due to the pandemic. But we still want to honor our community as we all want to take pride in where we live. We obviously face challenges, uh, but uh, when you know better, you can do better, as I've been told. And so we are always looking for unique ways uh, that we can honor the city of Rockford and come together as a community. So when we contact City Hall, make sure you have the who, what, where's, when's, and why's and everything laid out properly. Absolutely. Not just, hey, I got an idea on a napkin from sitting at my uh, kitchen table. I mean, there should be some thought put to this before you do it. There should be some thought to it, but we'll also talk you through that if you have a great idea. Wow, I like that. That's a great attitude. I love that. So any last things you would like to bring up in our time remaining? Well, I would. thank you, Steve. Uh, One, just thanks again for letting me be on. Uh, Two things I would like to say is, one, just a huge accomplishment uh, by citizen by the city of rockford staff 
uh, specifically Jennifer Cacciapaglia, Annie Hobson, and Sierra Kellen to open up the Family Peace Center in the midst of a global pandemic and have it be the first Family Peace Center in the state of Illinois uh, to help survivors and their children of domestic violence. Uh, it's a huge accomplishment. It's not open the way we all want. It's a virtual opening right now, uh, but it's a huge accomplishment, and it would not have been possible without uh, more than 16 different organizations, the police department, the fire department, IT, public works, uh, over 125 volunteers who have committed to this project over a two-year period, and now it's open. And I can tell you, just in the first uh, couple of hours of the first day it was open on Monday, uh, we had nearly 10 calls for service. Uh, and so it's already helping uh, provide support and hope uh, to those survivors. Last thing I'd mention is uh, I started out talking about COVID. Uh, I cannot stress enough to everyone. We have all sacrificed. We all went through what we thought was the worst uh, three months of being sheltering in place and businesses uh, having to shutter their doors and people not being able to go to work. We went through that and we went through it for a reason, to suppress the virus. And we did that very well. But let's not have all that hard work, all that sacrifice go for naught. We need to continue to wear our face covering. We need to continue to wash our hands regularly. And we need to continue to practice social distancing. And if you have an inside event, you're going to have bring people over for dinner and it's a beautiful day like today, take that dinner outside. Make it a safer event. We all have uh, some individual responsibility uh, as we work towards the collective good. It takes a village, as they say. So, As they've said, yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate your time. And uh, we look forward to next week's chat and uh, all the great work you're doing. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Steve. Thanks. Thank you. That's this week in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line. Or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.